are now listening to the sounds of the Fall Black. Fall Black. Fall Black. Fall Black. Welcome to the Ball Black Nerd Podcast. I am your host, the bastard son of the Bat Family, Red Hood Wave. And of course, we got the bloodline of Bloodhaven. How did I forget your name? Brandon <laughs> Brandon Orton. <laughs> I'm mad I forgot it that quick. And um, last but certainly not least, my um, my life partner, my hetero life mate, the savior of Ogveria. Yo, what's going on, my people? What's going on, everybody? How are y'all doing? Wonderful. Are you are you feeling um thunderous, super woke? Yeah, I'm feeling love and thunder right now, mm-hmm. bro. Like just, just it's just the the vibes. I'm feeling them. I'm feeling. I'm, I'm feeling. I'm feeling real corgish. So you know what? I'm feeling. I'm feeling like I. I'm feeling like I need to flick my clothes off and just flick. jump into the center of the universe. Flick. <laughs> Yo, you know we're gonna start with the boys, but fucking let's start with this because this is probably the hottest news right now. The boys. The boys. I'm not the boys. Excuse me. Um. Thor, Love, and Thunder. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yep. It has been, as we're recording this, it's been four days since, well, five days since it's been released. And it's gotten a lot of mixed reviews. People have, I saw one person on Twitter said, uh, Marvel fans, uh, these, uh, what is it? The uh, Mar- the brainwashed Marvel fans will call it great when really realistically it was a piece of shit. I'm like, damn. Damn. Tell me how that's you're feeling. Yeah, that's a bit, yeah. A bit hyper hyperbolic, it's but okay. So, me and Javi already talked about this, but so we'll get into Javi's opinion and mine. But Brandon, what did you think about Thor: Love and Thunder? I enjoyed the movie. It was not great. I would not say it was a great movie. It was kind of disjointed. Um, it was, in my opinion, a little bit too short. Um, it wasn't enough gore in Christian Bale, and I think it kind of rushed some things in the film. Um, I thought the beginning part of the film was really disjointed because they were trying to like introduce Gore, tell you his backstory, show Thor with the Guardians of the Galaxy, have a a reason the Guardians leave, and then then Thor leaves, and then Jane shows up, and then Jane's Thor. And this is all like in the first half an hour. And I was like, they really rushed this first half of this first part of the movie. But it was a very good movie. I enjoyed the movie a lot. A lot of people don't like comedic Thor. Like Thor's been comedy for how many years now? Like, what are we talking about here? Uh, so, I I like that. I liked um, I like the introducing and expansion of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I'm pretty sure that we got Captain Universe, which I didn't never think I was uh, uh, going to see. Don't ju- don't jump the gun, man! Don't jump don't the gun. Don't jump the gun. The, the, do- the docket was important this, today. Yeah. Oh, I didn't read the docket. Uh, No, y'all motherfuckers be killing me. Anyway, uh, don't say y'all. What the hell you? Y'all, y'all, y'all yourself. Bobby, you are you are just indoctrinated into reading the docket. Yeah, I'm about to delete all my notes on the docket. (laughs) Good luck. Oh, I screen cap them shits. <laughs> I, don't fuck, I don't fuck around. I don't leave. I don't leave. I'm like, oh, shit. okay, delete. Nah. <laughs> but not. Nah, so um, I'm gonna go next, and then Javi, I want your opinion. So mm-hmm. 
I so this was one of the funnier reviews that I heard. They said it was the MCU's Batman and Robin. So I heard that and I was like, oh, I'm gonna love the shit out of this. This sounds fantastic. So to Brandon's point, and that's not something I thought about, it was very disjointed. It was kind of, it was very, very rushed. And that did kind of bug me. And there wasn't a lot of Christian Bale. And I thought even with the sample size of Christian Bale's gore that we he got, was he was he's on the same level as Loki, Killmonger, and Thanos. We'll get into that later. If I had to give it a personal rating, I'm giving it a nine. It was everything that I love about Thor in this Taika Waititi era. It, for me, it was fantastic. I can't get enough of it. If I'm giving an honest rating, I'd probably give it about a seven. Yeah, that's where I had it. Exactly a seven. And a lot of it has to do, but I also think there's another part of this, and I've said this on the Old Man Wade show, I may have said it on here, but movies will soon be a way of the past and will be going towards shows. If Thor Love and Thunder was a series, it probably would have been flawless because we would have gotten an entire episode of Thor, excuse me, of Gore killing gods, showing how powerful he was, watching him fail maybe once, and then maybe even getting the scene of him torturing the God of Thunder. So there was a lot that, there were mistakes, but I don't think it was as bad as everyone made it out to be. Uh, Super woke. Um... Honestly, bro, like I thought it was uh, shit. I thought no, it was throw, throw, throw your Jane Foster cape on, man. It's cool. I thought it was flawless, and I have no problem with that. I really did. Like I, I, I had no issues with this movie whatsoever. Like even the short runtime, um, Taitia, Ty, I can't even. I, I can't. Taika Waititi. Taika you know what's funny? You were the one who, you were yeah. the one telling me how to pronounce it properly. Yeah, Taika Waititi. Like he and. He's a filmmaker, bro. Like, and and I and I, I I know for a fact that he loves working with constraints. I think that's why he kind of puts in like that um that theater scene in the movies. Kind of kind of gives him like it kind of he kind of cut his theater roots on there a little bit. But um the short runtime, I was kind of I was afraid when I first saw that because as a fan of God of Thunder, um Jason Aaron's God of Thunder and um and uh, Mighty, Mighty Thor. Thor I'm like, how are you going to put all of that shit in less than two hours? And honestly, they didn't. He didn't even try to do it. But what he did do was, um, he perfectly encapsulated the type of character growth Thor had to go through after confronting a character like Gore. Um, and it's going to rock the MCU. Like, I think this, I think in a lot of ways, this is probably the most impactful to the future of the MCU, but we'll get into that later. So, so um, Javi, why didn't people like it? Why didn't people like it? Um, if you could, like, because you, for you, it's a, it was a flawless movie. Because it wasn't the Thor they wanted. I don't know what they wanted. I don't know what people want, to be honest with you. Like, I, I can tell you why some people didn't like it. Like, but, but obviously, I'll go ahead, Javi. No, I'm, I, I, I just think that it's honestly, uh, for, and Brandon, you, you, you're probably, you might disagree with me disagree with me or not, but like, I just think it's not the Thor they want. Um, I don't think they, I, I think it was cheesy, but I think it was cheesy on purpose. I think it was supposed to be campy in a lot of ways. That's why you see a lot of hearkening back to classic Thor. Um, and yeah. it's funny because the MCU was funny. 
I don't know one MCU MCU movie that didn't have some type of comic relief other than maybe Winter Soldier. And but even Winter Soldier there. had a lot of comic relief. It yeah. started with the on your left, um, that uh, Anthony Mackie smiling. There was a lot sure. of comedic moments in that. In that, there, there's no such. But to your point again, Howard, there's no such thing sure. as a Marvel Cinematic Universe that doesn't have jokes. Shit, um, the scenes. It, there were a lot of scenes in uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness yeah. that were like funny. That weren't supposed to be funny, but they were. They were like yeah. the um, what mouth, dude? The theater was cracking up when they when he said that. Yeah. And then what's his face? Um, um, I just one more one more thing. One of the one of the main things I have seen on social media was, oh, um, I didn't like it because the Hulk wasn't in it. And I'm like, yo, first of all, <laughs> why would the Hulk be in this movie? Like, I like where why? Ain't got shit to do with it. Why? But sorry, go ahead. He, yeah. So Brandon, so, so I'm gonna put on my film critic hat. Because I used to be a film critic. I was in a film, well, I was in a film critics organization. I don't know why um, I don't know why Brandon doesn't um give me some give us some articles on old on oldmanway.com. <laughs> you know, <laughs> why do you have to put me on the spot? Because I'm an asshole. I haven't written in a long time. So but I used to well, be a film critic. You, so have a pla- you, have a pla- you have a platform you can write on anytime. Just saying. Doug, you could Doug, all the stuff that you say on Twitter, you can do it in long form and just have a fucking blast. Just say all the shit you That's want was we'll, we'll sent to the swears and Anyway, go ahead. So why didn't people like it? But I'll put my film critic. So Javi's 100% right. There are a lot of people who's just like, this is not their Thor. There's a lot of people who were mad at Mighty Thor in the comic books, and they brought it to the movie uh, with Jane. But as a critic, there are some things that are like, I can see why some people wouldn't like. So like one thing is you brought up the, the comedy, right? Every Marvel Cinematic movie has comedy. A lot of people haven't really understood just how tragic the Thor story has been like his story is like tragedy Like he's probably the most one of the most tragic characters in the MCU if you think about all the shit that's happened to him but it's it's couched in comedy right and so a regular person a lot of regular people see that and they just see the comedy they don't realize like in real life how people use jokes and laughs to cover up pain and that's what the story of Thor is is they're telling you this painful, tragic story through jokes to cover it up, to make it palatable, to just not bring people down. And so as a result of that, Thor movies have more jokes and comedy than other Marvel cinematic. Every Marvel movie has jokes. Thor movies have more jokes. And a lot of people just aren't going to be for the fully joke comic book movie, right? They'll watch Harley Quinn for that or something like that. That's one thing. The other thing is there's some... This was both made for comic book fans and not made for comic book fans in certain ways, in the sense that they kind of just yada yada certain things or gave they they explained it, but they they will explain it with a line or a throwaway line, and sometimes yeah. with the with the larger movie verse, particularly with something as complex as as big as what they're trying to tell in the Marvel Cinematic Universe now, you need to do a little bit more than throwaway lines, right? It's like they had one line in the movie that said. The necrosword makes people like get evil as long as you hurt have it, right? That that was like one line and it just kept it moving. But if you missed that line, like you drunk you drunk your soda or ate some popcorn and you never read the comic books before, you would be like, How did this person go from the first time we see him, his daughter dies, he sees a guy, he kills the guy with the sword, and now he's just traveling throughout 
all be all existence pains of existence killing people right yeah. like how did he get to that like you you skip a lot of things like i read second yeah. writer did an interview and they said there was there's in the deleted scenes there's footage of like how he got all he was trying to get all those religious markings off his body and he mutilates himself that's why at the end of the movie you see scars on him they cut that out of yeah. the movie there's another scene there's other scenes of him actually killing gods and there's, um, see him? there's another one where i guess Christian Bale screamed, and I guess the scream yeah. was so like guttural that they didn't think they could keep the movie at PG thirteen if they released said scream. Yeah, exactly. And so if you're a layperson watching that, right, you're like, yo, what is going on? Like, how is like this escalated fast, right? So I can see regular people not getting it. And then there's the last thing is, and I know you and Javi, so I knew you all weren't going to be like this. But there are a lot of comic book fans who love Gore the God Butcher. And there were aspects of Gore the God Butcher from the comic book version, but yes. this wasn't Gore the God Butcher from the comic books. Absolutely I mean, it, it just wasn't, right? So that story was incredibly popular. And so most people like you and I, you, me, and Javi can, you know, say, okay, I, I get it. And like my biggest thing is always does it have the core of the character? Doesn't have to be the exact character. Is it have the core of the character? I can see how someone would say this was not embodying the core of the gore character in the comic books, right? I can see how someone could say that. How, how he was redeemed at the end. Um, I can. Well, gore, I can, I can gore see was it. kind of redeemed at the end as well. I mean, he wasn't at, at the end of God Butcher. Um, he realized that he was in fact, the thing he hated the most. I don't know if that's it was scheming cool. or self-realization. What's, no. All right. The, the difference <laughs> is, like, like, Gore in the movie redeemed himself by yes. not going through with his plans. Gore the God Butcher in the comic books, he didn't do anything to kind of redeem himself. He was just, his fucking, his son, quote-unquote, killed him. Like, you know what I mean? It was, it was... I think it was more self real. I don't even think it was self-realization. I think it was just the shock of realizing who you are or or even what you've done. Like, you know what I mean? Because I don't even think he even, I I truly believe that if Gord the God Bitcher could do it all again, he absolutely would. Just if you watch the movie, words. right? If you watch the movie, right? If, you, if you're not a comic book fan, I'm gonna give you like two perspectives really quick, then we can move on. If you're not a comic book fan, right, and you watch the movie, what you see is a guy living in a desolate environment in the desert. Your assumption is this has always been his home, that he's lived on this desert environment, because they don't show you, like, this is what it used to look like, and it used to be full of green and water and this and that, and now it became desolate. They just show you him on this desolate environment. So it looks like he's living in the Sahara or somewhere where there's no water. He can't get to any water. His daughter dies. And then he finds this oasis after his daughter dies. And it's a guy there chilling, right? And you're like, that's like really quick. And you're like, so then he just goes on. He has his motivation, right? If you're a comic book reader, what you know going into the movie, like Javi knows and like old man knows, and like I know, is that it's been bad for a long time on his planet. A lot of his people were getting fucked over. His tribe outcast him. 
because they said he was a non-believer because his wife died and his daughter died and other people's people were dying. And he's looking at them like, why are y'all still worshiping these people when they're just killing all of our people and not giving us anything? And all of that stuff motivated him to go and do what he did, right? So when you read the, and this is where Old Man talks about the TV show, when you read the books, you know that. But in the movie, when you're trying to introduce that and you're trying to tell us what Thor's been doing this whole time, since we last saw him in Endgame, leaving with the Guardians, and you're trying to tell us that, and you throw on us that Jane has cancer, who we haven't seen since Thor 2, or really, since Thor 2, and that, that she's now a Thor as well. But what a do they regular, want? But what do a, they want? You a, can a, only a, do so much well, hobby, two I think, hours. Right, you're talking, hey, that's the point. Yo, you sh- maybe you shouldn't try to do so his, much. His family, his family died in a drought because the son was killing his... The son killed his family. He saw the son that? Yeah, the, we, the son literally killed his family. They his died in a, his, they, in a drought. The son killed them. He sees the god of the killed sun. Her. Killed, killed, killed her. her. Sees his son, god, the god's son. And he's like, fuck you. And he's like, shit, you killed my family. And not even go help? said it. He did it in the most arrogant fucking way possible. Like, he I don't, laughed at him yeah. in like in like in front of uh, sort of in front of flower bitches. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not and Brandon, I know you I know you're channeling, I know you're channeling what most people are saying. So I'm not it's just not on you necessarily. No, I don't believe but, that. I'm just yeah, talking yeah, yeah. from but, but, objectively. Then I, but then I'm saying, like, but then the sword, the necro sword, all black, they call it all black in this, right? Mm-hmm. Um you can hear it whispering and manipulating him from the beginning. It disappears and shows up in his hands. Like you, like you gotta know some shit's gonna happen. Like yeah, but I, why did it do that? Why? Who gives a shit? It did it. Why exactly, do you? Exactly. But you're but you're talking about a person who doesn't understand these things. I know, but then they're gonna complain about the movie was too long and boring and it was mad exposition also, and all well, this other you know shit. You relax, so, bro. So the point of the so if. To kind of end this and move on to the next thing, I truly believe that I think both of you guys are right in this situation. Um, the problem is, and I'm gonna say it again, movies have become obsolete. People want more. Let me finish. People want more. They want to agree with you. They they because I look like he wanted to say something. People want the backstory to go God Gore the God Butcher. People want to see how Jane Foster was dealing with cancer before she opened up that book that said Asgardian healing and Thor's hammer and all that. We want to see all this, all these things. You can't do that in an hour and 30, 45 minutes. It was, it was barely two hours, if two hours. It wasn't but two hours. and that's It wasn't even two hours, hours. yeah. And exactly. that's with the credits. So here's one really quick thing, old man. So that's how I know it's, it's, it's very short for, especially for an MCU movie, it's short. Um, but here's a really quick thing. Here's like a filmmaker. I'm obviously not a better filmmaker than Taika Waititi at all. But here's what could have been done easily to satisfy those things, right? The whole Guardians and Thor scene was kind of funny. I mean, it was funny. It was entertaining. But it was really like kind of irrelevant to the movie. Like it wasn't, it wasn't even kind of irrelevant. irrelevant it was, but it was, it was kind of relevant to the movie. It, was, it, was it took like 15 minutes of the movie, right? Imagine, they don't have to use this actor. But imagine if they, they did in a Michael Pena, Ant-Man-style recap at the beginning of the film, a cold open, of uh, Ant-Man-style recap of all the things Thor and the Guardians have been doing since Infinity War. Dog, they could have did it in, they could have did it with Korg. They didn't need, what we didn't need was that last little, what we didn't need, don't get me wrong, I love watching Thor. I loved it too. But like, was it needed? Could that have gone, could that have been, because we'll say the Guardian scene was 
10 minutes, just the actual fight scene, right? That's 10 minutes that could have gone to a somber Jane Foster part. That could have gone to more God Butcher. I want more God Butcher. I want more God Butcher. I want exactly. it. I want, I'm not going to lie. I want an hour and a half movie of him just slaughtering gods. And so my thing is, if you do a three to four minute montage, what the hell they've been up to, how they broke up. And you can end it on like a god getting slaughtered. And then you do a flashback and you tell the gore story. And then you have an extra five to seven minutes to tell the gore story, to explain, to give him his full motivation to get there. And then you cut to Jane Foster story. Yo, and you, if and you it, want, if you, you want that. the old gore, buy the old gore album. No, I don't okay. want the old gore. Okay. T- Listen I want to me. people to understand gore. Read the comic book. Yeah. See, that's see my now point. you're being gatekeeper guy. I'm not. Well, I'm, so not, not, really, I'm not, not gonna be a gatekeeper. Why should I be a gatekeeper guy? It's not gatekeepers because he's not saying you because gatekeepers would be you don't appreciate it because of X, Y, Z. What Javi's saying is if you want to learn more, yeah, read the comic book. Most of the people online doing that anyways. But they're giving you a movie (laughs) and the guy, the characters doing things in the movie. Precisely. And they're not explaining what the guy's doing in the movie. They're giving you they're they're giving you a movie. And I'm doing yeah. Everything that you're asking, they're they're literally telling you. But like, right, said, compare that to Ragnarok, old man. Right? Let's compare that to Ragnarok. People said the same shit about Ragnarok. People said the same shit about Ragnarok. But here's the thing about Ragnarok: mm. you can't compare Ragnarok to anything because ninety percent of the stuff that happened didn't happen in the comic book. People talk exactly. mad. People but, talk but mad Ra- shit about Ragnarok. Some of the but same Ragnarok shit. Ragnarok was way same, more no, of light than this movie. A, a lot Javi. of the same, but a lot of the same stuff people say about Ragnarok is too funny. A lot more, smaller. More is stupid. A lot smaller. A lot smaller. Mm. Ragnarok. A Ragnarok review. Now Ragnarok extremely is high. Extremely high. So Everyone did, gave. So, so did Love and Thunder. No, it didn't. It what's did. it? What's it? What's it at right no, now? No, it didn't. What's it at right but now? Love and Thunder was very. What's it at right now? What's it at right now? So on Rotten Tomatoes, it's a 67% on IMDb. Seven seven out of 10. Seven out of 10 on IMDb is extremely good, and it's fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. 67% is not that great. That's fresh, bro. What are you talking about? That's a red red (laughs) tomato. It's not fresh. Certified fresh, I believe, is like 80. But here's the thing about that. To your point, Hobby, the tomato meter is 67. The audience score is 80. Exactly. And, do, and guess what? Do you know what Ragnarok was? Hobby? Just let me. I'm just from proving to you how it, it was now. different. I got you. Yo, Ragnarok was 93 percent by critics and 87 percent by the audience. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Much smaller percentage of people who didn't like Ragnarok, and the reason why, because they're both for similar movies in terms. It was a percentage. Like, it was 80 to 87 percent by audience. A seven percent swing. And so hold 67 on. to 93 by critics. So hold on. Let me say this. Do you know the reason why? Uh, I can give you a perfect reason why the scores were so low for one and not for the other. One is coming after Ragnarok. The other one is coming after Thor 1 and 2. Oh, that's, that's also true. That's, that's a very true. strong point. <laughs> so hold on. We can, and we I can guarantee argue. you that that score is going to go up. I, but but before, uh, can I just say one more thing? Oh, man, about why people don't like it. Absolutely. And it's something that we talk about. You laugh at me all the time about this. And, I, and this isn't a reason why. It, it shouldn't matter. A good movie is a good movie. But honestly, when you it, it the medium in which you're watching or listening to anything matters sometimes, right? So when we watched it, I made sure to get IMAX tickets with a really good sound system and a really good theater. 
in decent seats. And I'm going to be honest with you, I thoroughly enjoyed just looking at that movie. It was just big and loud and just, it was just a feast, bro. Like, it, it was Yo, that. You want to go see it again tomorrow? Yeah, I, I kind of do, to be honest with you. I, yeah. I'm, I'm with it. If you're with yeah, it, I'm with it. I kind of um, do. We got to move on because we have we have a few more topics and we still haven't talked about the boys yet. Of course, like Javi said, like the bright lights, the the rock music, the screaming goats, which may be my favorite part of that. I don't know if you heard me get cackling every time they did that. No, they were, yeah, I did actually. Yeah, <laughs> I love this so much. <laughs> and so that. the first thing that pops in my head for me whenever I think of most Marvel Comics movies are the villains. If the villains are ass, well, comic book movies, the villain is ass, usually the movie's ass. Gore in the in the sample size, the fun candy bar fun size we got from him, I rated him a 12 out of 10. He was fan-fucking-tastic. However, if I'm giving him a grade, I'm giving him an incomplete. He wasn't in the movie long enough to really rank up to the Lokis, the Thanoses, and the Killmongers of the MCU. Now, when he was there, he was incredible. When he but was we there, we probably he, got he, what seventeen minutes of screen time of Gore. Yeah, maybe. So, so Brandon, you'll appreciate this. When Gore was on scene, on, on the screen, he was Kurt Henning. Yes, perfect. <laughs> that is fucking perfect. God damn, that's a perfect analogy. <laughs> like I, the, I actually. Mr. Perfect, so no pun intended. <laughs> but like that's how he was just that fucking good. Like that's who he was. He just went in there. He was, and yo, even when he was making jokes at those kids, dog, he was, he was creepy. He goes, oh, I can cut heads off too. <laughs> he was like, what? I thought we liked this. <laughs> I was like, yo, I laughed so fucking hard at that because like he was. He was a villain. He was a villain. <laughs> Until he wasn't. Until he wasn't. But yeah. see, but even in that sense, I get why he was a villain. Because you know what he didn't do? He didn't apologize at the end of everything. He didn't say, oh, I'm sorry for killing the gods. He was just like, hey, I want my daughter back. Facts. And, I, and that's it. You know, I wanted to say that when you were talking about the whole redeem thing with Gore. Like, yeah, Gore, did he really redeem himself or did he just lose his weapon? He lost. Yo, he lost. <laughs> Really? Yeah, he lost his weapon. At the yeah. end of it, Thor was just like, nigga, you're going to kill me anyway. I'm going to spend some time on my bitch now. Yeah. And he was like, wait, I can get my daughter back. All right, let me do that. Hey, blind man, take care of my daughter. Or I'll come back and kill you. <laughs> no, I really enjoyed Gore. Like, I'm with you, old man. I thought he was fantastic. I just thought he wasn't in it enough, like nearly enough. Uh, even, in, even in this type of film, he could have been in the film uh, more. Uh, and they did some really cool things. Like, you know, we had to go to Omnipotent City because to set up the next Thor movie. Which I can't in, even talk about. But in this Thor movie, Omnipotent City wasn't that important. It wasn't that important to this plot of the film, but it sets up the next movie. So I get why they did that, right? So that makes sense when you see the after credit scene. It's like, okay, I know why they spent so much time there with Zeus. Um, but in the in the film, you're, I'm watching this, I'm like, this is really just comedy extra that has no part to the plot like when i was watching it but then it made sense right and so like i'm watching this as two different things like as a fan and a critic and so i can see why critics would say this movie was all right and yeah. why fans would say like as a fan i'm like yeah i really enjoyed that movie it was so much fun like i can see that and so i can as so as a critic i can see why people would be like yeah that was interesting 
and so that's kind of the response that you're getting. And then you get the comic book nerds who, like I said, a lot of people are like, I'm I'm honestly a little shocked at how much Javi likes this movie because I know how much Javi likes gore in the comic books and comic book gore. And this was kind of a departure from him. Like he was not nearly as powerful as gore in the comic books. Listen, I knew from the beginning of the movie, I wasn't getting anything. Like it wasn't going to be the comic book stories, right? I, I knew Absolutely. from early on, um, you know, Jane Foster, like immediately people knowing immediately she's Thor, you know, the fact that, uh, Gore and Thor didn't interact when he was young. Like, there's a lot that they just that that they just couldn't. You couldn't fit all oh, of yeah. it. You that just couldn't fit all of it. And honestly, um, Gore that you have Gore in the original God of Thunder series, right? But Gore's come back multiple times in um, King Thor storylines, and that character also evolves, becomes way more evil, becomes a definite god of killing gods. But um, mm-hmm. if I want that gore, I could always read that gore. I, I read I read those comic books maybe three, four times well, a year. What about this one, Javi? Another so I, complaint I, that yeah. people have is, uh, uh, what do you think about this? Another complaint that I've seen that people have, and that I get to an extent, I don't feel as strongly as they do, but I get it to an extent, was that we all know these superhero movies, the superhero is going to come out on top, but we want to see some adversity for the hero. At no point in this film, did you think that Thor was ever in trouble? And they even had a specific part where you would have thought Thor was in trouble, except that they told you that Jane was coming to save him, right? Like, in the part where Jane came to save him at the, at the, at the end, imagine if they didn't cut to Jane in the hospital yeah. with Mjolnir coming to her and she looking at it like she's got to come save Thor. Imagine so, if they don't cut to that and Thor's just getting his ass whipped. Yeah. And then Jane Foster shows up and you just see the hammer come in and with a lightning bolt, and it's her saving the day, right? Well, I'm I'm glad I'm glad you brought up one thing like about Thor. Um, well, it, I forgot exactly what you said, but it, it reminded me of a critique that people had about Thor in this movie. And um, I I gotta I gotta object to it. So Thor is like 1,500 years old in the MCU or something like that. I think he's mm-hmm. close to that. Like, and he's a god. I think one good thing this movie did was show just how much that. Just it showed that Thor actually is the strongest Avenger. Like it's it's there's no doubt. There should be no doubt in anybody's mind that Thor is just on a whole. Still going Wanda, but we can have that conversation. I would love to see that happen. Actually, to be honest with you, um, I I I don't think it's whatever. That's a different conversation, conversation, right? But Thor is extremely powerful. He sees the world. Well, you can you can tell from this movie that gods. Mm don't show emotions or handle emotional things like humans do. That's one of their, their their defining characteristics. They don't really have love in their hearts or compassion or in- empathy or anything like that. Thor, as, long, as much as he's had character growth, Thor has always kind of been aloof. And not because he's an idiot, it's because he's like, yo, these guys are ants to me, right? Like, I'm going to come help these people, but I'm their god. I defend Medgard, and that's it. The only defined the thing that defines him and separates him from gods is that he has something to lose. Gore talks about that in the comic books. He also talks about that in the movie to some extent, and that's his love for Jane Foster. He also gets that there's some parallels of that with Odin and his adoption of Loki, right? That sets um, Odin apart, and his, it seems like he has true love for his sons, right? So um, 
the character growth isn't about him being an idiot and becoming smart or whatever like that. He's and and and, and it's not about him almost dying. Like and even in the comic books, no matter who Thor fights, even in God Butcher, there was always this sense that Thor is gonna be okay. Like no matter who Thor fights, yeah, you never go like Thor is gonna die. Like that's yeah, never he got his ass whipped repeatedly. Yeah, in that story by yeah, Thor. But, but, but you he, also gotta he remember rocked, in that story, yeah. this is young. This is really young Thor. And this young Thor like, rocked Gore. Gore re- always remembered his fight with young Thor. Young yeah, Thor he was just like, them. Yeah, you know he was I mean? like, like, who are you the god of? He goes, thunder. Bang. Boom. Like, yeah, you know, like, and like, and that was no the first games. time. But even then, like, he, like, even at the end of it, he knew the, he knew the only thing he could do was like, I need to, I need to expel most of my power to Asgard to keep King Thor out of the way because he knows he's a threat. And even mm-hmm. in that book, that got, so, I hate, I hate saying these words, but Brandon is right. <laughs> because there's one thing that I really wish could have been, it was actually, no, Brandon, you're right and you're wrong. You're right in the sense that it would have been good to see something that solidified Thor as being the greatest god of all time, like we see in Thor the God Butcher and then in God Bomb. However, we find out that Thor is in fact the greatest god in the middle of the movie when all the other gods stayed scared and he went to and he went on to fight. So you're both kind of right thunderbolt. Yeah. Right. Like, eh, psych. Whoop. Flick this motherfucker. <laughs> Yo, I just Here, love here's an example, people. man. In, in Ragnarok, right? The first time we see Hella interact with Thor. They, it's like a wrestling storyline, right? You build somebody up to bring them down, right? So in order for the, in order for someone win to matter, they have to beat someone that matters, right? That's basic pro wrestling, right? Yes. We built up Thor's Mjolnir hammer through all those movies as this like impenetrable, unstoppable weapon that can't be stopped. And then the first time we see Hela interact with Thor, what does she do? She disintegrate the hammer. Yes. Just obliterate it, right? That immediately puts Thor in danger. That immediately puts them at, hey, man, this is not someone to be fucked with, right? Yes. At no point in this movie is Thor in that position. Zero. At no well, point in this movie. Well, then... then it he goes, has Stormbreaker, it, though. But this also goes back to another point that I said earlier, and I'm going to say it again. I'll probably say it one more time in the this, in this show. Movies are a thing of the past. <laughs> We have no, there wasn't enough time to give Thor a real sense of urgency because there wasn't enough time to do it. There was one instant in the beginning where Thor had, um, where, excuse me, where Gore had Thor hemmed up. And I'm like, oh shit, are they about to do the torture thing? And then Thor immediately got out. I was like, eh. So it wasn't a big but it wasn't, but here's the thing. But even honestly, even Thor Ragnarok, there, no, there was there was some there was some danger there. But yeah, a lot of right. danger, this, this yeah. may be this may be the first Marvel Cinematic Universe movie where there was some disbelief in the hero. So I will give you that. Um God, we should, we I'm not know. saying that's a bad thing either. What I'm saying is you're speaking I can understand why people would find that. Like, hey, man, I'm watching this whole movie. Like, where's the in? Like, where's the where's the intrigue? Where's the the pressure? Where's the 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 the, the heroes there was down? No, there was it has no to pres- come back. There was no prestige to it. 
for you that for like for like the for us we loved it we liked it yeah, we really I enjoyed it. The movie. but for the average fan there was no real prestige to it now however valkyrie loved it we were talking about it and she was saying like yo i really liked it she was like it was entertaining it was fun she thought a lot of the stuff was cute which we're going to get into next about how like a lot of this stuff was was good and to me i left it and i said this to super woke it was a disney movie everything about this was this was the literal blueprint to a disney movie and who is marvel owned by disney the last two things that we've so let's take it back like this to me and valkyrie were talking about this because she was saying that a lot of people didn't like that there have been more movies more projects geared towards children for adults we've had moon knight and we've had um Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Those were two projects that were definitely not built for children. Now, that's two. On the flip side of that, we now have Miss Marvel and Thor Love and Thunder, two movies that were definitely geared towards kids, despite the constant use of the word shit. But kids hear that. An orgy. An orgy. <laughs> but for the, but for the <laughs> you know, we're all going, we, we'd all go to the God orgy, right? Uh, no, I don't want to die. <laughs> That's my snoo snoo, nigga. Uh, it's like the soups <laughs> fucking the regular people. Like I'm not signing up for that. Yo, I can't wait. Yeah, to you talk say about you say death by snoo snoo until Zeus rolls up as a friggin' bull with you in his sights. Let me tell you, <laughs> if if I get the fuck after, <laughs> I'm gonna say this, and I know I'm gonna regret saying this, but whatever. If I get the fuck Aphrodite, Zeus can fuck me. <laughs> Fair. So anyway, but let, let's let's move on because we got a lot of shit to talk about. Um, is this so? Real quick, let me look at this docket. Javi, is this the last we've seen of Jane Foster? Ah, uh, nah, no, definitely not. Um, the fact that they dedicated <clears throat> dedicated a um a whole after credit reveal to her um, entering Valhalla, um, and also finding out that. All the other Asgardians still live uh, uh, live in the Viking afterlife. I think it it would be stupid. I mean, they could. I mean, this the MCU has left plot threads unanswered. So, but I doubt they'll do that. I, I think she's going to be a very popular character. I think that um, Disney will be foolish not to capitalize on that. And when they say Thor will return, I think they're actually talking about Jane Foster. Um, which which kind of we'll talk about the reaction to the new Captain America, but the reaction to Jane Foster being the new permanent Thor would be freaking ridiculous. Um, also, uh, in the comic books, Jane Foster becoming Thor and eventually dying is only the beginning of her um, adventures as a member of the God community. So she'll be back. Uh, Brandon, what are your thoughts? Are we have you seen have we seen the last of Jane Foster? Oh no, she'll be back. They wouldn't have gave her an after credit scene if she wasn't coming back. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, so I, I want before we get to the um a couple other things. Oh, hold on. What was your question? Have we this seen the, the last have we seen the last of Jane Foster? Oh no. I, okay. If you say have we seen the last of Jane Foster Thor? No, yes. no, 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 no. Mm. So have did you, you know- Brandon, I don't know if you paid heard what I said. Um, you know, when they at the end of the movie when they go uh, Thor will return. They 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 put that up right after that Jane Foster um, scene. 
So are they talking about the male Thor or are they talking about the Jane Foster Thor? They're talking about the male Thor. I think the last of Thor, I think the next time we see Jane, they're going to do what she, she became at comic books. Valkyrie. Coming back down from Valhalla. Yeah. On a horse. Uh, so in one word answers, who needs a Thor spinoff? Jane Foster. I mean, that's two words, but uh, Jane. <laughs> well, sorry. In in, uh, in one name, who deserves it? You say Jane Foster. Yeah. Brandon, who you got? Because I'm going Valkyrie. No one needs a spinoff more than Valkyrie. I honestly don't think any of them characters need a spinoff. I don't. I think those characters work best together in the story that we've learned from them. I don't. I like. I love Tessa Thompson. I'm a huge fan of Tessa Thompson, actually. But like, would I watch? Would I watch a Valkyrie movie? Yes, or a TV no, show? No, 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 Valkyrie, I'm talking Valkyrie, I'm talking shows. I don't think any of them can hold a movie on their own. Uh, oh, maybe. a spinoff TV show? Yeah, uh, yeah I'd be interested Valkyrie, to see maybe. what King Valkyrie's doing, like how she's running New Asgard. That'd be kind of fun to watch. So yeah, I, I agree with you. I could probably watch that. Jane Foster would be great if they actually replaced Hemsworth with that. But Hemsworth is so lovable. People love him. Like he's, and he loves doing the part. He's the one of the original people that are like, nah, I'll, I'll keep doing this. I like it. <laughs> I like this money. But, but if they follow the comic book art, he doesn't art, he doesn't have to go anywhere. He could just become Odin's son. Um, yeah, and, that's the other thing. Like, and Jane Foster he, can keep the he, Thor he just, mantle. Yeah. Well, he did uh, say, he did call her the mighty Thor in the movie. Hmm. I, I said this to Javi. I really wish he would have said, um, I'm Jane. Um, I'm Jane Foster, Mighty Thor. If you're nasty, sure. I would have loved that she said that shit. I would have been like, ah. And I love that didn't. they gave her the cheesy lines because that's that's exactly how she was in the comic book. Like all those little cheesy lines. Like she's so she's so like awkward with her heroism, her, her but she's so good with it. Like she's she and 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 I love the fact that they played a, a lot of the uh, there was like a running plot theme across the Mighty Thor, Jane Foster's Mighty Thor where people had to admit that she might have been a better Thor than Thor Odinson. Well, and, there's a lot of stuff that... Yeah. There's a lot... You know what's funny? And I know people had an issue with it, but I loved it because Thor was born a god. He mm -hmm. lived a god. Like, mm -hmm. he was immortal for a short time. But Jane Foster has been immortal all her life. So there are things that a god won't think of that a, a mortal will. There are certain levels of imperfection that lead to creativity. And Mjolnir, I think, kind of sensed that. And that's why, and I think the third or fourth issue, um, Thor said to Jane, the hammer's doing things that I never knew it could do. Like, you know what I mean? So, and it's funny, and I love that Jason Aaron made it a point to say this. She's not Lady Thor. She's not the goddess of thunder. She's Thor. Like, you know what I mean? So that was important to note. And I like that. Thor. And I like that Thor even noticed. Like in the in the movie, uh, the Odin son kept saying Thor. He was calling her Thor. Like you know what I mean? Because he it was a res it's a respect thing. Mm -hmm. I thought that was dope. Um, this is a question for the two of you that I won't know. I don't really know uh, who and what is love. Because I don't. This is something Hobby tried to explain to me, and I couldn't really. I didn't really know what it was. Love is Captain Universe. Captain Universe has the Enigma Force, right? And it travels to different people. Oh. And Captain Universe in the comic books is the Enigma Force comes from eternity. 
and it's like Eternity's Guardian or something like that, something to that extent. And so Eternity created, re-brought love back in, and then you saw her, the image of her in the reflection, and it looked like Eternity. That's exactly what Captain Universe's powers looked like. And then the comic book. So the, ne- the All Black is based off the Necrosword, created by Null. Null being an aspect of the one below all, existed in a universe without light. So uh, the Enigma Force is the opposite of that negative light energy. So in the story, in the comics, when Null returns to Earth and almost destroys all the heroes, the only thing capable of beating him in his all-black Necrosword is an Enigma Force-powered Venom. So it makes sense. I think we, and, and because she may be um, Captain Universe or part of the Enigma Force. Um, I, it, it, if that's true, I doubt this is the last we'll see of All Black, the Necro Sword, or whatever force is behind that. I think the force behind that may end up being the big bad of these next couple of phases of the MCU. So I want to. So just something off of what you said, and um, we'll probably get back into this. I don't think Hercules is going to be the big bad in the next door project no i think her because hercules overall is a good person he's one of the most for as <laughs> for as sex-minded and drunken as he is he's one of the most pure-hearted people in marvel comics straight up and down i think him and thor are going to get into a fight they'll eventually um realize that they're not um, they're not really enemies. Hercules will find out what his father did and how he wasn't r- willing to fight, and then that'll be that'll be the end of it. And I say that because I agree with you, Javi, what the next big bad is going to be, and I really feel that like that's something that's going to play a major part in the Thor um, in the Thor world. Because if you think about it, Phase One, Loki introduced Thanos. Uh, phase Two. Thor had a big hand in the uh, finding the stone. Phase three, Thor had a big hand when they introduced Thanos. And now here we are, phase four, Thor is going to have another hand. Like he seems to be the conduit to introducing big things. Yeah, and, and it makes sense. And that's another reason why I think that Thor's character arc isn't going to be the one that we're typically used to with heroes because. Again, he exists on a whole different level of the other heroes in the MCU. And there's a reason why he's the one that introduces, he's going to introduce all these cosmic things because he's already playing at that level. This is where I disagree with y'all. This is where the comedy movie comes into play. They're not going to introduce that level threats in the comedy movie. Like, that's just not how Marvel's going to do things. So I do think... I mean, they did it in Thor Ragnarok. They did it in the in the end credit scene. The end cre- the um, end credit scene leads to Infinity War and the Dark World with the um, um, Chaos Stone. That was the Power Stone. Was that the Chaos Stone? Or was it the Power Stone? The Reality power. Stone. Reality Stone. The, and the Dark power, World. The Dark World was the Reality. The Ether yeah, was but a reality the first. Stone. The first core you're movies. Right, right, they right. were all introducing those stones, right? The Tesseract was in Captain America: First Avenger. Yeah, like they were. That's just what they were doing in those movies. I think remember when these they, gave, they, doing, gave, they gave the collector the ether, and then he's like, Oh, 
five more to go. Like, yeah. You know, like, um, so next up and, and lastly, well, until we get now we gotta get to the boys, which is gonna be great. Future implications to the future of the uh, excuse me, implications to the future of the MCU. We kind of talked about that, but Javi, this is a question that you added to the docket. So why don't you what are, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think that is very significant. I think the fact that we actually saw a cosmic being at the level of eternity is crazy to me. I don't think people realize like you don't get much bigger than that, right? Maybe the, the living tribunal and the one above all, and that's about it. Um, and the fact that they pull that off so excellently, um, it just makes me excited to see more of the cosmic universe just unfold in front of us. So I think after seeing that, everything's on the table. I can't wait for um, the Marvels because I think we're going to see some crazy things from that based on this. Also, that pantheon of, of cosmic entities um, is very, very interesting. Can't wait to see how that plays a role. It looks like gods are going to continue playing a more active role. We have Moon Knight um, kind of smashing that out the, out the park. And then now we have an angry Zeus sicking Hercules on the war on Midgard. So that's oh, going to be very... Yeah. Let's also not forget that we have another episode of Miss Marvel. As we're recording, that episode hasn't even come out yet. And there's a lot of cosmic shit that goes into that yeah. as well. And so, I, yeah, I was going to get into that. The kids, like like the, the fact that it seems like Marvel's becoming more youthful in some of their shows, Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now Thor's new sidekick, Love. Uh, like these characters are freaking powerful, bro. Like yeah. Miss Marvel, Miss Marvel, she might she might be the wield of the quantum bands, right? Um, love may be the embodiment of the freaking universe. Like, what are we going to be fighting? What's happening? Whoever the big bad's gonna be in this next series, like, is gonna make Thanos look like a, like I a nobody, think, bro. I honestly think it's leading all back to the what is it? The um, incursion. And the incursion is going to lead to Kang, and who yeah. knows where that's going to go yeah. from there. And we we haven't even talked about about um uh, the Skrull invasion, like that, like that's the thing that I be- truly believe is going to happen after Miss Marvel. I think that's, that's going to be happen. crazy. I, I think we're going to get the Skrulls in Miss Marvel. It's just this 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 movie just it, it's it's a good sign for the future of the MCU. Absolutely, yeah. uh, Brandon, do you got any thoughts before we get into the boys? I don't think this is going to have too much impact in the MCU except introducing another character for the Young Avengers, um, which is going to be Love, because they're clearly building up the Young Avengers. Um, We've seen Wanda's kids. We've seen Patriot. We've seen uh, Scott Lang's daughter is aged up. Um, We've got... um, Hawkeye, I can't remember her name. Hey, Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop, thank you. Yeah, we got Kate Bishop, like... Obviously, let's not forget um, Kid Loki too. We got Kid Loki in um, in in Loki. (laughs) Essentially, I think we're going to see him again. So the younger Avengers are absolutely getting built up. So that's another character for this film to be in that movie. But ultimately, you know, I think what it's just doing is just leveling Thor up even more, uh, which they did, and. The big bad is definitely has something to do with the incursions. Although, like I, my theory is that they don't introduce big bads in comedy movies. The next time we're so technically supposed to see Kane is Ant Man, and that just seems like a really weird movie 
to introduce your Thanos level villain. Well, I agree, but I don't, I also don't think that I don't think Kang's going to be the big bad. I don't think he's, I agree with you, but I also feel like he's going to be a big bad. Yeah. He's not going to be the big bad. And I also think that Loki brought up a point that, excuse me, that there was mo- like um, when um the one above all, he made it a point to talk about how there's more than one of him. No, that's the so, uh, Immortus or the one that the one that remains. The one that remains. Thank he you. He who remains. He who remains. Mm-hmm. He mentioned that there's other versions of him. Yeah. So, and as we've seen in the comic books, there are multiple versions of Kang. He's, he's I, I think I think but, Kang is too small to be the big bad in this in this this phase. You're thinking, I think like, Kang, you're thinking Kang, like a comic book fan. Well, yeah, true. So I, I mean, Marvel proves me wrong all the time. Like I, you already know, I don't make the I don't really make theories. Like whatever I say, yo, whatever. If it's wrong, it's wrong. I don't give a fuck. Listen, yeah. Marvel listens to our listens to us, and they do the opposite of everything we say. Yeah, it's been proven. Um, um, but I think <laughs> hashtag Mephisto. Yeah, yo, Mephisto will be a good big bad. But um, Kang, I think <laughs> Kang, Kang will do exactly what Kang does in the comic books. In my opinion, um, he's going to do what he needs to do to remain alive in the future, uh, and that's whatever, whatever. And then some big bad's gonna happen. Some big bad's going to to come forth based on his actions and the actions of everybody else in the MCU, and they're all gonna have to come together and fight this thing. And Kang's gonna screw everybody at, in the end. And that's what if they just substitute Kang for Doom? I, I don't. I want both. I want for yeah, both. Bro, both. I, I want both. They're clearly leading a secret wars. I want Yo, both. Brandon, can I tell you? As soon as you said that, the first thing that popped in my head was Kang thinking he's big dick, and then. Doom popping up behind him and just breaking his neck. Mm. Because I also feel that, like, if we're going to do Doom and Doom's going to be the big bad, we shouldn't see... They should Thanos him. I don't even phrase it. They should, they should Thanos him, but this should be something that we see, and I'm, I'm speaking into an existence. This is something we should see in the Ultimates movie. Mm. Something where, like, all the, all the really big heroes come together and do that, and then after it, we see Doom, and he's just like um, the only thing that remain. Only thing that remains constant is Doom. Yo, Doom, Doom would be a great big bad. I would hate to. I would hate for him to be a big bad because I don't want him to die. He's not. Off, I think but, you can't kill. You can't kill yeah, Doom. Yeah. You cannot. Doom is. Doom is one of those characters that you cannot kill if you want to keep your fans. He's too good. And uh, before we move on to the boys, I just want to say this. Actually, you know what? This is a good question. Who would you guys pick for Doctor Doom? Because I already have somebody set in my mind who I think would be a perfect Doctor If you're saying you can't kill him and he has to be around for a long time, this person has to be, like, somewhere between, like, 35 and 40 years old. Yeah. And my pick is Tom Ellis. Tom Ellis? Lucifer. Oh, I can see that. That dude who plays Lucifer, he can do literally anything. And when, you know, if you um, have both of you guys seen the show, Lucifer, I've no. never seen Lucifer, but I know who he I is. I know, I know about the comic book. So, the dude who plays um, Tom Ellis who plays Lucifer, he's shown all the ranges of Doctor Doom. He's been evil. He's been vindictive. He's been smooth. He's been very like he can. You know how Doom gets very like Shakespearean and poetic. He can do that yeah. too. Like, <laughs> I, I'm gonna say this is gonna sound funny. But Doctor Doom is essentially Satan. You guys know that, right? He's the most perfect. Because we're thinking about villains. Is there a villain more perfect than Doctor Doom? No, no. there is not a villain. No, he's Marvel's best villain. Mm-hmm. He's he he's is the Magneto. He um he is the Magneto's not a villain. 
Magneto is an anti-hero at 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 the very least. Well, um, he was a villain. He was yeah, a villain for I, like 25 years. That's true. But, yeah, <laughs> but, again, but think about that. He was a villain for 25 years. The X-Men have been around for almost 70. <laughs> Technically, Doom has done some good things too. He has but, done, were, but for personal reasons. But, but so, but, you, can't, you can't walk, you can't walk a motherfucker across the street and then just like I want, oh, oh, thank you for walking me across the street. Oh no, the lights just better over here for me to rob you. Listen, Thanos, Thanos has try, tried to be a hero a couple times as well. So it doesn't don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> the perfect casting for Doom, they can't do because he's too old. Um, but the perfect casting for Doom is Giancarlo Esposito. <laughs> yo, yo, Brandon, did you get my text on how mad you I was? Why? Because I found out um, Juan Carlos Esposito was in uh, um, Westworld for like oh, five, yeah, yeah. For like five <laughs> seconds, and he gives the an Oscar-worthy performance in like five minutes, <laughs> five minutes. But yeah, and I said to my, I said to my, my wife, I was like, he'd be a fucking perfect Doctor Doom because everything he's doing in the boys, great segue, is Doctor Doom. <laughs> yeah, so before you go segue, can I give my my um, Cillian Absolutely. Murphy, Absolutely. Cillian, Cillian Murphy, who's that? He, play, he played Scare, Scarecrow in the Dark Knight series. Uh, I can't oh, yeah. argue that. I can't I'm argue that. Like I can't he's a little unhinged. I don't know. Can yeah, you do ex- the... exactly, exactly. Like he needs to be unhinged, but also keep it buttoned tight. But then just let it come out a little bit. Yo, Javi, I'm gonna do you one better. You know who we should play? Who? He should play Sinestro. <laughs> he should play Sinestro. Oh. <laughs> Yo, because you said unhinged, and the first thing that popped in my head was when Superman said to Sinestro that he doesn't matter, and Sinestro was like, nobody's more important than me. Yo. <laughs> Yo, he would be the... Per- I gotta write... Old Man Wade article coming soon. I'm gonna write that. I'm gonna probably he write would that be a great he yellow would be, rain... Bear- like, he, yeah, he's he would great. be a perfect yellow great. rain... Yeah. Uh, yellow arm lantern. So, the boys. <laughs> the season finale. Uh, so I don't nice. say... I don't say this often, and I always try to give the, like I did with Thor, Love, and Thunder, I try to give the fan rating, like a fan, first as a fan of the show, I try to give that rating, I try to give an overall rating from someone who can step aside and give people an honest opinion on this. You can't rate that that ending under a 10. I don't think it's possible. That's perfect. Wow. I don't, I don't, yo, like, I mean, yo, Soldier Boy called Homelander a disappointment after he had a conversation about his father calling him a disappointment. I hope Soldier Boy never leaves this series. He'll be back. I, Please never. I, like, I, I like, he, on that. he saved, he, like, the boys wasn't getting boring or anything like that, but like, he injected so much energy, like, yo, <sighs> Soldier Boy, like that's 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 the MVP of the season. That's a hundred percent the MVP of the season, and he whooped him like his daddy should have, or at least tried to. Um, Brandon, yeah. So what did you think, man? I love it. It's better than the book. Sorry, old man. I'm sorry. But it's better than the book. They teased, they teased turning Butcher into the Butcher of the book, who is an irredeemable asshole. And in the in the TV show, he is an asshole, 
and I don't know if he's redeemable, but he's not. He still has something, and they and they make sure to tell you that he has something, and I like that, and I like that because it's it's a more complex, it's a more it's a more relatable version of that character than the character in the books, and so yeah, I love that. I'm I cute. love how he initially was going to let Huey do it, yeah, and then he was like. No, I'm not going to let Huey do it. But he didn't tell Huey like a good person would, right? A good person <laughs> would tell Huey. He's not a good person. He's still an asshole, but he he does something good in the most asshole way. Like let me tell punching you. the shit out of him and locking him in the, clo- in the bathroom. Yo, Butcher in the comic books would have let Soldier Boy kill fucking Ryan and <laughs> Absolutely, he would have. 1,000% he would have. Yeah, he would have. He absolutely would have. Um, he would have allowed Huey to shoot up again. I don't think he I don't think he would have. The only reason I don't think he would have let Huey shoot up is because he needed I think he loved because he loved Huey. He loved Huey like his own little brother. And I think that was something that connected very well to the comic books to the show. Is that I don't think he would have let him shoot up again because he learned because he because of who he was and he needed someone to stop him, but that's another story for another time. So, Brandon. Who's the antagonist and who's the real villain of this this um, season? Um, the real villains are the people egging on Homelander. Because here's the thing with Homelander, right? I'm not trying to say Homelander is sympathetic, but Homelander is a dude that had no parents and no friends and grew up in from a test tube in a locked building, right? And so... All Homelander wants is community. And as a the strongest man in the world that just happens to be a blonde-haired, blue-eyed white man, his community that he's finding because he has no life skills and he doesn't know how to do anything the right way are the worst people in the world. Yes. And the worst people in the world are Janine's stepdad, who's fucking horrid. Todd. Fuck Todd. Fucking worse. That guy that threw the, the the drink at Homelander's son was a piece of shit, too. I just want to add that. Oh, so I'm glad you brought that up. Each one of us here impulsively would have done the exact same thing if they threw a broken, if they threw a drink at our kid. No, if I, if I was Homelander? No, I wouldn't. No, if you were no, Homelander? No, if I'm Homelander. That's the absolute reason why I wouldn't do it. Do you know why you do it if you're Homelander? Because he's lived the past decade thinking to himself, I can do whatever the fuck I want. And the one time he was contested, he got he got helped. And so impulsively, when you're in that situation and you've never been spanked, we all do the same thing because we don't know any better. Now, the three of us would react differently in real life. Like, I'm, what I would have done probably is I would have probably lasered right at his feet and scared the shit out of him. Javi would have reacted differently. Brandon would have reacted differently. But in reality, what he did in reality was he threw a cotton ball at his son. He didn't know that. He threw something at my son, bro. I don't know what's in that. And he also That's essentially re- what happened. Matter of fact, yo, you threw a, a yo, you threw a freaking whatever at Homelander's son? Are you stupid? And technically, are we sure he was throwing it at his son? Or was he throwing it at Homelander and they hit his son? 
Because those aren't the same things. Although they have the same result, they aren't the same things. That's stupid, bro. I, 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 that was just a stupid move. I just feel it like was that. a very stupid move, but it, you know what it meant? It, it comes right back to the Yeah, that was stupid. You're right. <laughs> but but here comes a thing that I think we all talk about, and something I've said on the old man Wade show. And when I tell people, I'm like, some people have never been punched in the face. And I don't mean that literally. Some people have never dealt with adversity and, and our consequence. That was somebody who didn't understand consequence. And what did he do? He threw if he threw something at somebody who could literally throw you into the sun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, he, mm, what can you do? Like, you're, you know, uh, what's what's the phrase? Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Mm-hmm. He also, you also got to take into context of the movie of the TV show, right? So, in that world, the people are heroes, right? So, even though they think Homelander's an asshole, they think he's an asshole hero, not an asshole mass murderer who will let a plane of people die and laser people for no fucking reason, right? Mm. So in that world, they're like, like, imagine in the DC universe, if someone heard some bad shit about Superman, like Injustice Superman, right? Injustice Superman did some fucked up shit, but even Injustice Superman would not have lasered a random fucking dude like that. Like, we, we all write that comic book. Injustice let Superman wouldn't have done that. Let the story, let the story continue. He was cracking. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but the, also the part about that is with, with Injustice Superman, despite all of his fuck shit, there was still some good behind it. Like, you know what I mean? There was still a purpose behind it. Homelander right. is self-serving. Right, but the people don't know that. The people just think exactly. Homelander is a hero that's an asshole that's turned into an asshole. Not a fucking person that will laser you in front of people. But what made, But here's the thing. The way they shot that, old man, this is why you were absolutely right. That is a 10. The way they shot that showed you the vulnerability of Homelander. Because when yes. he did that, he did not, exp- like, he was, and his, it, the face he made was like, I fucked up. Because the last time that happened, he lasered the crowd, but that was in his mind. It was like a, a daydream. Mm-hmm. This time, he lasered the person in real fucking life, and he said, and the, the way they shot it was like, oh, fucking shit. I just did this in front of all these people. And then when the people fucking cheered, that just said, that's the end. Like, there's no coming back now. He's, he's, he's done. Do you know the scariest part of that scene? Ryan's smile at the end of that. Mm-hmm. That was the scariest part about it because he was somebody who still, ha- he had a lot of morals in him. He had um, Mallory and he had uh, Butcher. And even despite everything that he had, he realizes like, holy shit, I, if my dad can do this, imagine what I can do. When Butcher told him that he didn't want to see him again and basically talked down to him, that was the worst thing that could happen to Ryan at that point. Yes. Mm-hmm. And when you he realized know. like that, he, like I said, he was like, cause I'm pretty, I'm, I'm willing to bet money in season four, Ryan is going to say, I can do whatever the fuck I want. Mm-hmm. You also know what Ryan's going to be, my theory? I'm listening. Soldier Boy. Oh, shit. Explain, uh, elaborate. You know, in the comics, Soldier Boy was just a mantle, right? There was multiple Soldier Boys. That's in true. The comic books. That's true. This yeah. Soldier Boy is gone now. And I think, but I think what they're going to do is 
present Ryan as the new Soldier Boy. He's gonna get his. He's gonna get his own suit, and he's gonna be like a kid superhero, child of Homelander. Well, Homelander, um, it's, I'm interested to see Homelander still murder somebody in the middle of the street. So I'm very curious to see next season the blowback on that. Um, Who's gonna stop him? There's no nobody. I mean, there's pl- actually now people can stop him. There's Temp V out there. So you can stop him now if you if you if you if you're lucky enough, but I'm very curious to see what happens with that. I'm um as far as who the villain was for me, Homelander was a villain. He always has been. Like Homelander's like having every nuclear weapon, like in one place at one time that could go off, just because people don't like them enough. Also, Soldier like, Boy was worse than Homelander. I, I would he was, but he's not more powerful. I disagree. He, he, dude, <laughs> and, and, and regardless, regardless, like, I, I don't want to get into that beef. That's between y'all two. I'm not going, I'm not, like, one's a racist asshole and one's a fucking uh, a g- geneticist asshole who's also racist. So fuck them. But one of them's much more powerful than the other. So you know what? Kill the more powerful one. Kill the one that could, that could probably destroy every government on the planet in 10 seconds. Kill that one. And then we'll deal with the old school shield holding guy afterwards you know we we know we could take him down you know what i mean like so i'm very disappointed in the fact that homelander isn't dead right now so frustrating so um before we get to the next question fuck I, have, ryan. I have a oh no 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 no. so we, so yeah fuck ryan um javi i'm gonna send you some audio to play actually i could probably play it now since i am online and you have a good mic yeah, I finally have a good mic that I can actually play it. Let me know if you guys can hear it. Why do I care so much what people think about me? Not that part, because that's just an ad that no one gives a shit about. Here we go. My people are so smart. And you know what else they say about my people? The polls. They say, I have the most loyal people. Did you ever see that? Where I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody, and I wouldn't lose any voters, okay? It's like incredible. No, they say Trump will. So, you, did you guys hear all that? Yes, sir. Yeah. So the question Harvey proposed, which is a very good, which is a very good question. It's the best question that anybody could ask. Um, was is Homelander Trump? And so me and Subal talked about this. Um, and some, and that, that's been a thing on Twitter. Is like you know, Trump, um, Homelander is Trump. And then someone who was an idiot was like, oh well. The boys came out in 2007 and Trump's election was this. And then someone was like, yeah, the show recently came out during the Trump administration and it's an up, it's been updated since. And he literally did exactly what Trump said he would do and didn't lose a fucking person. Mm-hmm. So, Javi, since this is your question, is Homelander Trump? Yes. Next question. Now, um... <laughs> It's complicated, like everything is, but I think that the Absolutely. closest, the closest, the closest person in recent history, and they make it obvious, they put it on the nose, is Trump, right? And um, I think it's not just Trump. I think it's just white mediocre, white male mediocrity, mediocrity, given life. Um, you know, the fact that yes, white men do have privilege. But in a lot of ways, a lot of times, it puts them in positions that they're not ready for. Not only do white men have privilege, like like everybody in this country, they carry traumas, you know, they carry issues, abusive characteristics, racism, 
all these negatives, right? And nobody calls them on the, on it like they call us on it. Um, as um, yeah. as uh, the head of the former head of Vout said, you know, I can't just run around like you and do whatever I want because I'm a black. That man. is a white man's privilege. That is a white man's privilege, right? So we're seeing the consequences of that in a world where, you know, they're superheroes, and and it's one of the most it's one of the reasons why I love it is that you can really pull out analogies and metaphors. With the re- about the real world. So yes, Homelander is Trump, but he's not the only metaphor, right? Homelander's Trump. We have AOC. We have AOC in there. We have yep. we have right wing extremists. We have we have Nazis, skinheads. We have bleeding heart, left, liberals. bleeding heart liberals who 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 yell and scream at people just as ignorant as they are. Um, and check out the, lay- shows- check out the old man Wade show layup line about when we talk yep. about that as well. And I think it shows that at the end of the day, it just takes a few really good people deciding to do a good thing to combat odds that seem insurmountable. So yeah, like, yes, he is Trump, but that's not the only thing that we should see in this. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, it's not, this isn't a show proving how right you are on the left. It is showing how crazy the right has gotten, but it's also putting it, it should put a mirror in everybody's face, to be honest with you. Uh, this is, I'm actually shocked that this is, you didn't have more to say, and I'm pretty sure Brandon will have a lot because this is a political conversation. Brandon, it's Homelander Trump. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's more powerful Trump, but yes, because Trump is, it's like, here's the thing, right? Trump was bad, but like people like Josh Hawley, people like, uh, Tom Cotton, in real life people, they're much worse than Trump, right? Ron DeSantis, they're much worse than Trump because Trump lets his emotions take advantage of him and causes him to do stupid and fuck shit all the time and sabotage his own self-interest. Yeah. Homelander is very similar. Homelander's not bright. He's just extremely powerful, right? And so he lets his power help him get away. But I think the story of this is that ultimately... Homelander is going to fail because he's not smart and he only relies on his power and he is emotional and all those things, just like Trump. So yes, he's a 100% Trump. And uh, people, if you haven't watched this, it's like when Homelander actually got into power, I want to say that was episode, if if um, Herogasm was six, so this was episode five, when he was in charge and they was like, so what are we doing about this? And he was like, uh, who, what are you? You're fired. What are you? What are you? Fucked on stupid and stupid fucking you? It was like he doesn't know how to react to that because he's, you know, he's a fucking idiot. And that's one of the reasons why a lot of people in Trump administration were fired and quit because they couldn't deal with the nonsense that was going on because, you know, they're dealing with a fucking asshole. This is something I couldn't wait to get get to. Yeah, and it's also just not being good at your job. Period. Like, the, yeah. it's it's crazy because the white like a lot of things Trump couldn't do. He, he wanted to do a lot more than he accomplished. It, he just didn't know how to run the building. <laughs> and Homelander doesn't know how to run the building. He put the deep in charge of, of, of crime stopping. Like did, I think he, that, he, that was the only strategic thing I think he did. Was that strategic? Because he like, knew that if, if, someone, if someone like him is in charge of that, yeah. nothing gets done. Yeah, but they can't. So they, all the it, so like you like yeah, true. It's perfect example when something did happen. 
the deep was like homelander homelander something mm-hmm. major happened like you know what i mean mm-hmm. that was the only strategic thing that homelander did but until- they, if, if, if they had people that actually knew their job he probably could have stopped the whole soldier boy situation way earlier you know that's what I mean? true like, just- that's 100 percent true point rescinded mm-hmm. no, so this is something I couldn't wait to talk about. And you guys said, uh, Javi wrote, Black uh, Black Noir, gone too early, gone too soon. He's not gone. Mm. Irving's gone. Mm-hmm. Black Noir is not gone. Mm. I have two thoughts on this. Either Black Noir is going to come back as Soldier Boy or Black Noir, or we're getting the uh, boys ending from the comic book when the Black when um, Black Noir comes back and it's essentially just Homelander. They have the <laughs> DNA. They have all the stuff that shows that that can kill Homelander. Black Noir will be back in episode five, episode what if, four. What if Ryan Our becomes Army. black? What if Ryan um, becomes Black Noir? Won't happen. He doesn't have he doesn't have the same size or build, so that's not going to happen. Mm. Yeah, especially considering that Butcher only has about a year to live, which we'll talk mm, about later. You're right. You're right. It won't happen. Black Noir will be back, and it'll either be Soldier Boy or it'll be someone who looks just like her, or it'll be um, Anthony Starr um, playing both roles when the reveal happens. Irving is dead. Black Noir is not. They're not going to do that story in the in the CV show. Would you like that... to? Would you like to put a ten dollar bet on it? Yeah, absolutely. Ten, all right, so ladies and gentlemen, you've heard it here. Ten dollar bet on it. I'm a witness. The I'm TV witness. show is clearly telling you that they take they took inspiration from the book but they are not doing the book so and that's when, too much that's too essential of a part of the book that's that that part of the book is way too essential to not have built up well, and they haven't built that up at all that's like, the they key. haven't built that it's up a, at all it's essential so you can and to the, to the point we were talking about when we were discussing Thor Love and Thunder, or I'm calling it Gore Love and Thunder. Hi! <laughs> I honestly, his name is Gore. <laughs> I honestly feel that Homelander is going to see Black Noir come back either in the very last episode of episode of very last episode of season four or the very first episode, and he's gonna go, I killed you. And he's gonna try to see inside of him, but realize he can't see. Whatever um um is it zinc or something like that or yeah, something like that. My um shout out to Jeremy who listened to the show. He told me what it was, but it's <laughs> something that he can't that's that can be lined with his suit so Homelander can't see him. Yeah. So when he so when Homelander goes to try to kill him again, Black Noir's gonna grab his hand and realize that either they're A equal strength or B Black Noir is stronger. Mm. And that's how it's going to happen. And that only, that yeah, only but that doesn't problem. make sense in the story in the movie. Absolutely. That makes sense because you know the comic book. What about the story in the TV show would lead to that at all? Because, like what? Black, because Black Noir is someone who's become a popular-ish character. He's a member of the Seven. He's this mysterious person. And killing him doesn't really do anything. It doesn't yeah, really... They killed like, other members of the Seven didn't bring him back. There's no more translucent... Translucent no wasn't translucent wasn't popular to the fans who were watching. And they weren't just, mute mute without a face. And trans exact there's also that. Translucent's also expendable. Mm-hmm. Black Maeve, um, leading off of that, she, Black Maeve will be back. She won't be back next season, but she'll be back for this uh, season for like the final season. There's a lot that goes into Black Noir coming back, especially the mystery of it all. And like you said, there are certain things that do connect to the show. And I think there are certain things that don't. 
I don't believe we're going to get the Homelander. Um, we find out he's doing all this crazy fuck shit. I don't think we're going to get crazy Homelander. Well, we already have crazy Homelanders talking to himself. But I don't think we're going to get, like, eating babies and um, skull-fucking skull people. But I do think we're going to get Black Noir is going to be, is going to be the, um, the final thing that does it. I do agree with you, Brandon, that it wouldn't make sense considering that Black Noir didn't impregnate um, Becca, but I still think they're going to find a way to make that happen. And I trust Eric Kip, uh, Kipke? Yes. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it sounds right. Yeah, Kipke. I do trust him, so I think we're fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon, what's going to happen to Homelander? Oh, see, what's going to happen to Butcher? Excuse me. What's going to happen to Butcher? Uh, it should be die? the Butcher. It should be the Butcher, so both, both Butchers... <laughs> The the butchers. Who are the other butchers? Um, the son and the the son and the 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 stepdaddy. Who's who's the son? Homelander's son is butcher. His last name is Butcher. I'm sorry. What's gonna happen to the butchers? You actually said it right. I I, I just said it wrong. Mm. What's gonna happen to Homelander and Ryan? The butchers. No no no. To the to butcher and Ryan. Oh, I'm sorry. What's going to happen to Butcher and Ryan, uh, Brandon? What, what are your thoughts? My bad. Butcher's going to die. Ryan is... I told you, Ryan's going to turn into Soldier Boy, and then Ryan's going to turn on Homelander. He's not going to become Homelander because I don't think they want to tell that story. Yeah. I think that's a. I think that's the, that's the more bold story to tell. I think that's the story of how this bigotry and this, you know, fucked up shit gets passed down to generations. Like, that's the bolder story to tell. But I don't think they're going to tell that story. I don't think I, I don't think that's the story they want to tell. I don't think I don't think they can tell that story if, if, if we want to be real, if they want to be consistent with their writing. Because Homelander, we've already built that. We've already established that Homelander is the way he is because of the way he was raised. Yes. He was from a test tube to a lab to a cell to being Homelander. Ryan does not have that same experience. Ryan has a lot of fucked up shit that's happened because of his powers, like seeing killed people dying, him killing people, all the other stuff. But he knows what real love is. He got that from his mom. To some extent, he got that from Butcher. To some extent, he's getting that from Homelander. So I do not think that he's going to follow the exact same path as Homelander. What that looks like, I have no idea, but I'm with Brandon, and I think that he will eventually betray Homelander. Mm-hmm. Starlight's power boost. I love that scene. Mm-hmm. As soon as um, Huey had the option of shooting himself up again with Compound B, and then he looked over and used his brain, and then just zapped all, just like turned all the light up. I was like, let me find out. Um, Scar- Starlight's about to do a final, fl- uh, final, um, final flash. And, and Starlight's energy base, and if, if it's any, and you know, they, there's a lot of comic book tropes in and and the boys, and any character that has an energy based power set, their upper limits are usually ridiculous. So I yes. can't wait to see what that means for Starlight. So you're saying Starlight is Monica Rambeau? Essentially, she can be. She has the yeah. potential. That she has the potential to be that. Mm-hmm. Um, Starlight in the comic book, not so much. She didn't practice mm-hmm. enough. No, I don't. Nor do I think she cared enough. Mm-hmm. After um she sucked after um her sexual assault in um issue one, but I think the starlight in the in the show she has the determination the willpower and the want to be a better hero. 
So I think it's possible that it could do that. You know what? I think it would be cool if Starlight killed Homelander. Yeah, that'd be dope. I think the only person that can kill Homelander in this story is Butcher. Yeah. I mean, if they want to be, yeah, if you want to, you want to wrap the story up in a nice little bow, yeah, definitely. And yeah. Butcher with Ryan. Yeah. Or yo, it should be the male version of Stormfront's beatdown. It should just be all the guys just stomping <laughs> on Homelander. I'd be with because them. Like, just that's the other thing. Ryan has to help them be, unless they introduce somebody new. Because there's no one left that can beat Homelander. Well, Butcher, Butcher with Temp V, I think, with enough help with his skill set, I think, with his phys, like, not his power set, but his actually skills and fighting and all that stuff and strategy. I think him and a couple of heroes, Starlight, I think they can take out. Like five heroes? Because him and Soldier Boy couldn't do it. And Soldier Boy was damn near strong as Homelander. They almost did it. Well, only because of. So well, yeah, he did have him down. Yeah, yeah, they almost got him. Almost, and they got, they almost had him this last episode. But Ryan and that was just, with Maeve, right? Yeah, that was Maeve, yeah. Homelander, and Soldier Boy. Maeve cut him. Maeve let him, let him bleed, you know? So, I don't know. Home, I think uh, another thing I like about Homelander's arc now is that he's still scary. He's still, like, the most powerful hero out there. But there's chinks in the armor bro and I, we talked about yeah. it early on those chinks started when he when he took over Vought they were psychological he realized yo okay yes. I am smart but yo this takes a whole nother level of strategy to get this shit popping right and then he gets his ass beat and for Homelander gets his ass beat he gets bruised um so you know he's in a he's in a much different position than he was in season one which is great all right. Um, so last does Maeve, does Maeve take compound V again, old man? No, I don't think she does. I think she I think we're gonna see her again. I think at in season five or whenever the last battle with the seven is gonna be, I feel like they're gonna ask her to and she's gonna say no because she's in a good place in life and she doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. Does the boys take the V? The rest of the boys. I think they the do real V. I think they do take it when it comes down to the final battle, but I don't think that it actually happens until the the last battle actually comes. Cause I don't, I don't think they're going to take it until they realize there's no other course of action. I think Butcher I does. Think, I don't think any of the other heroes do, but I think Butcher does. And I think he does it to save his life. I think, um, yes. Huggy, you, I think, I think Huggy, <laughs> I think Huggy injects it, injects him with permanent V to save his life. Yes, I was about to say, I think mm-hmm. they're going to make it that permanent V is mm-hmm. a thing that can save his life. And I think Butcher is going to decline to yep. do it yep. because he doesn't want to become the thing he's been hunting. and He'd rather mm-hmm. die than become a suit. Huggy's going to be like, I've seen good in you and I know you want to do this for the good reason. Who the so, fuck yeah. is Huggy? Not Huggy, what's his name? Mother's Milk? Not Mother's Huey. Milk. He's trying Huey. to say Huey. 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 I'm like, Huggy? I'm like, who the fuck is... I thought you were talking like Huggy Bear. Huey, I was sorry. Like, I was like, was Mother's Milk in a pimp thing and I didn't know? Sorry, my bad. <laughs> Huey, um, so before we get into my to my favorite part of the show, uh, the deep is back on some deep shit. What was he doing in that last episode? Was he uh, eating a eating an octopus? I don't know what he was eating, bro. I think he's eating chips. No, there was some black shit that came out of his mouth when it happened. Really? Yeah, that nigga is nasty. Oh no, bro. His life, yo. Honestly, I love I love the fact that no matter what, he's never going to be redeemed. He's no. never he will always be in his own personal hell of his own personal making because he is the pe- he is 
the biggest piece of shit on that show. And that says a lot for a show with a lot of pieces of shit. He is Homelander. the fucking worst, bro. I I wholeheartedly disagree. I think Homelander is easily the Biggest shit than the show. deep? Oh, I thought your boy A-Train, Javi. You had a lot of thoughts on him last time. Yo, I'm not, I'm not black. I'm A-Train. A-Train, you know what I'm saying? But he's black. So I'm going to give, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. A-Train has a lot of work to do. But if he understands how much he fucked up, and works his way to redemption. Facts, bro. It's hard, bro. It's hard. A train, A train's a hard one, bro. Yeah. A train's a hard one, man. Yo, fuck A train for now. I'll, I'll wait to see what he does later on, bro. That's hard. He killed. He killed that dude. He killed the racist superhero. So you know, you get one point. He's at negative fifty right now. So yeah, I'll give him. I'll give him a negative forty nine. For that. All right. So we have seven questions from old man Wade, and here we go. Are you gentlemen ready? Yo. Yes. Number. Oh, we're gonna go. Brandon Hobby. Brandon Hobby. So Brandon, what actor, actress, and musical act do you want to keep away from any Avengers movie? Hamilton. For good reasons or bad reasons? For bad reasons. Some of you're like, please don't ever get get a part of this. Uh. Beyonce. So, oh, damn. damn good answer. Uh, super woke. Damn, honestly, um, it has to be an actor. Can it be anybody? No, actor, movie? actress, or musical act. Actor, actress, or musical act. Oof. Pitbull. I'm going Cardi B. I love Cardi, but I want her in no parts of an Avengers movie. I would love Cardi B anywhere. I think she would be funny as a cameo. Can you imagine a scene in Ant-Man no, 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 with no. Cardi, I'm Cardi like, B? I'm talking like a- they pick Cardi B and she's like, oh, you're going to be Aranya. <laughs> <laughs> can you, like, can you imagine Ant Man, Cardi B interacting with Michael Pena in one of those stories? That'd be yeah. fucking incredible. Or yeah. a real, a real, like, a, a real Dominican superhero from the Bronx, bro. She'd be, she'd kill it. My yeah, thing but, with Beyonce it, is, she, it, if, if she's not fantastic, it's gonna be so unbearable. And they'll make her, they'll, they'll do something, some bullshit like make her storm or some shit just because she's Beyonce. <laughs> you know that was a thing for a while, right? Yeah, that fuck that. Yo, um, keep keep friggin' um Pitbull. Uh, oh, that's Pitbull. a good one. All right. that's a good one. What Avengers would make the best strippers? Thor. Yeah. <laughs> She's not an Avenger, but Natasha's sister. Uh, oh, yeah, Elena. Elena. So, <laughs> yeah, she. Yeah, damn, she would. And she um, <laughs> uh, Which Avengers would sell ass for cash? Ask for cash. Thor. Yeah. Thor definitely <laughs> would. Thor definitely would sell money fat. For, yeah. He would, he would oh, definitely okay. sell his ass for money, yeah. Most likely to sell drugs. Thor. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Thor's not actually Thor. Iron Man. Yeah, that, that seemed to be like Yeah, but Iron Man would just buy a pharmaceutical company. You mean legal or illegal? It don't matter. Drugs are drugs, man. All right. Because I'm going with Ant Man. I could see Ant Man selling like get, getting arrested for accidentally selling a dime bag to a high school kid. Yo, can you imagine having pin particles and then making a a gram of rock like ten pounds? We see we see how that turned out and oh oh yeah the opposite. I'll say the way that turned out in the boys wasn't fun. Yeah, uh, most likely to start a fight with Darth Vader for no reason at all. The Hulk. That's a random fucking question. Yeah, but I'm going hi, with the Hulk. hi. My name, is, my name, my name is random. No, Thor. Thor. Thor would be. Thor would be like, oh, I sense dark energy in you. It'll be a good fight. 
And then he ends um, up destroying Darth Vader with one punch. The Hulk. I could totally see that. Most likely to get slapped by Batman, and it's not, and it can't be Tony Stark. Uh, Ant Man. Which one? Yes. Uh, Lang. See, I'm going. Um, <laughs> if, if we're going in Ant Man, I'm definitely going Eric O'Grady. I'm talking the MCU, and I'm talking the Scott Lang of the MCU. Uh, fair enough. Last but not least. Oh wait, did you answer, Brandon? Sorry. Yeah, I agree with Javi. Ant Man. Last but not least, who is the Kanye West of the Avengers? There are none yet. Wanda. Wanda's close. That's correct. Wanda's definitely there. She cannot be managed. <laughs> no, I'm mad. I didn't think about that. She really is the Kanye West of the adventure. She just does whatever the fuck she wants, bro. For, for whatever reason. And you can't stop her. Yo, can I, before we end the show, I re- would really like to see a fight between Wanda and, <laughs> and Homelander. You want to see Homelander die? He doesn't stand a snowball's chance in hell, and I would love to see <laughs> You want to see him get turned into just mush? Oh, man. There was an argument online um, that, I, that I was privy to where somebody, they were talking about one of the issues people had with Multiverse of Madness was that America Chavez was able to hurt WandaVision with a punch. And I'm like, oh, you guys really don't read comic books, huh? You know what's funny about that is, is because I don't think people even realize that nobody, like even the punch, beyond the fact that it's it comes for something, Wanda was hurt by cannonballs. Yeah. So she's not immune to physical damage. Yeah. And fuck cannonballs, this young lady punches through universes. Yeah. So fuck y'all. What do you think? What do you what do we what are we what are we talking about here? Read a fucking comic. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Call me a gatekeeper. Oh, here's a random one. Would you guys go to Westworld or Jurassic Park if it was real? I would go to neither. Not Jurassic Park. Westworld. Yes. You're crazy. Are, you fuck, are you fucking a host? Oh, hell yeah. Probably, yes. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm going to die, if I'm going to Westworld, I'm going to die. So I might as well just have fun first. Y'all niggas are nasty. This has been the Ball Black, um, Ball Black Nerds comic book shows. Thanks for listening. And as always, be excellent to each other. Peace. Ball Black. No! Ball.